back to the one where I met your mother. A podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Oh, we're back. Back to the, form. The robot's back. Is that a... Uh, are you inspired by the robot that uh, oh. showed up in How I Met Your Mother this no. week? No. But that's... Yeah, I could pretend that that's why. <laughs> um, so how are you? Well, okay. I'm a little bit nasally because I have a cold. It's not COVID. I know, yeah. We, you've I've, taken two tests. I've taken tests. In the I, past two days. And you I just have getting, a cold. And I, I don't, guess you just have a cold. I don't know why. And then you have allergies, so we're falling apart. And I'm probably going to get your cold. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, it's all very annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so pardon our voices, because yeah. we're both kind of stuffed up for different reasons. Unless you think it's sexy. <laughs> like Rachel's tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. This is a, for those who don't know, this is a podcast where you watch an episode of Friends, an episode of How I Met Your Mother, recap, compare, contrast, and do other things like inside jokes like reading from the <laughs> Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer. <laughs> do you ever, like, I always wonder, like, I talked about this before, like, if someone, like, is new to the show and just starts with the most recent episode, there are things that will not make sense like why is yeah. that really just suddenly reading the fearless flyer yeah or what does props to the props mean <laughs> i mean it i'm sure they can catch up props to the prop department yeah but we call it props to the props yeah all right um but let's start well we, we, this if you are new for some reason we're at season two episode 16 welcome welcome yeah, season two, episode 16. Uh, this is called in friends world. It's the one where jo- uh, Joey moves out and in how many other world it's stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's start with season two, episode 16 of friends. Okay. The one where Joey moves out. Okay. Not the one where Joey finds out. We've had the one where Ross finds mm-hmm. out and the one where Rachel finds out or the other way around. Actually, I think, um, this is where Joey moves out. Yeah. And it's not just a clever title. It does, he does move out by mm-hmm. the end. Spoilers. Uh, I can't imagine someone is actually like, hasn't watched the show and yeah. just learns from us recapping what? it. Joey moved out? <laughs> uh, so we get a, sometimes the show will do like an op- a cold open that's uh, like a standalone scene or sketch, but this actually does set Introduce up. Introduce that, yeah. The, yeah, so we, we get a, we're not, not at the perk. This is the second week in a row we don't see the perk at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I miss. Yeah. I kind of miss the perk. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so we uh, we open in Joey and Chandler's apartment. They're sitting at the counter eating uh, Captain Crunch. Which um, well, no, they're talking about Captain Crunch. But oh. props to the props department. They didn't show the box. Like so, they're able to talk about the brand, but they can't show their brand. Is that why they have Liptor uh, Liptor tea? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there was like. Clearly, Hagen Dazs ice cream, oh, but it just said that. ice cream. That's funny, but yet and yet there was a six pack of Pilsner Raquel that yeah. was just Pilsner Raquel. Yeah, maybe they have some sort of uh, yeah. deal with the Pilsner Raquel people. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess we'll never know. Or maybe they only have to worry about uh, American brands. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, they're 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 eating, and then Joey <laughs> like licks a spoon and then puts it back in the drawer. Yeah, and. Chandler is rightfully grossed out by that, yeah. and they get to the whole conversation about using each other's stuff and just like hygiene in general. Yeah, it turns out that like Joey's been using Chandler's toothbrush to clean. Well, he like <laughs> there was actually kind of like a complicated joke where 
Joey thought he'd been using Chandler's toothbrush because he used what he thought was his toothbrush to clean out the drain. But it turns out Joey had been using his own toothbrush and it was Chandler's toothbrush that he used to clean out the drain and Chandler has continued to use that toothbrush yeah. not knowing. It was a multi-layer joke that I, I liked. It was very um, Seinfeldian also, like when Chandler was talking about like, you licked and you put, you licked and you put, you did the lick and the put, you know, yeah, yeah, like it very was, yeah, Seinfeld. It was a very Seinfeldian. And also moment. the idea of like being grossed out by someone doing something with your toothbrush. Yeah, that, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Seinfeldian. That's, uh, the Kristen Davis episode, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, what I wanted to get at here, a little side note, they're talking about like, why is it, Chandler's, or Joey says, why is it okay that we use the same soap? Um, and I was like, I, when I wrote in my notes, this is some white people shit. Because like, black people use washcloths. Like, mm-hmm. I, I learned this, uh, I think, probably... 20 years ago from like uh, watching Chappelle's show because uh-huh. there was a a sketch that was like a, remember that show Wife Swap mm-hmm. it was like it was like a black family and a white family on mm-hmm. the sketch and I, and and like the black dude was like grossed out that white people like a whole family <clears throat> uses the same bar of soap and doesn't use yeah. individual washcloths and they talk about it at length on the episode commentary yeah. so that's where I learned that this is a thing that like white people use like are less likely to use a washcloth. But even that aside, it is still weird to me that Joey and Chandler use the same bar of soap. So you don't agree with Chandler, um, that soap is self cleaning. (laughs) No, I do like, cause I grew up as a kid, my siblings and I all, you know, there were two, two full bathrooms in our house. My parents had theirs and my siblings and I, the four of us had one and yeah, we all use the same bar of soap. It is, seems gross to me now, but I didn't know any other way. And I think that would have been my logic is that like, yeah, it's, it's soap. Um, uh, yeah. It, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, there was a bit of, would you characterize that as like homophobia? Like the kind of joke of like, think of the last thing that you clean and the first thing that I clean, or is it just like, I think it's just gross anyway. I think it would be gross. gross no matter okay. what. Yeah. Um, I was going somewhere with the whole washcloth. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. White people shit. <laughs> yeah, why, like, um, did you as a kid, like, you and your sister, I'm assuming, assuming you had the same shower, did you use the same bar of soap, or? We had the same bar of soap, we took baths together, we took showers together, like, we, yeah. I come from a naked family, I've told you that before. <laughs> yeah, you have. Um, so, yeah, we clearly use the same soap. Um, but now you and I have different. Different soaps. Different soaps. You're welcome to use my soap if you want Yeah, to. that's not, that's less about hygiene and more about, like, you and I have our like I've as I've gotten older I've, ha- I've become very particular about my like Me too. products yeah of course. you know so Me it's too. not like I'm like ooh gross it's like no this is my yeah uh, beast ten dollar a bar yeah <laughs> body soap that I use yeah because uh, I'm a fancy boy um when you were talking about like white people shit I did want to bring something up and that's totally off the subject of the show but also. Okay walking into a house with your like outside shoes on. So I know in a lot of other cultures you take your shoes off or you have 
house shoes at the door. Yeah. So it's some white people shit that everything that we like track in from outside, we're just walking all over our yeah, apartment and it's pretty disgusting. For, yeah. But so you and I are moving and you've said we're going to be a, we're going to be, yeah. A no shoes inside. A no shoes inside. Or we can have house, have house shoes by the door. Yeah, which is probably what I'll do. House slippers. I don't like not wearing shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're come in from public transportation or the street yeah. or the grass. Yeah. That's gross. I remember when, um, when Nike was like celebrating Colin Kaepernick and a lot of like right wing people were like throwing away or like burning their Nikes, the best, uh, tweet I saw was like, Oh no, if white people burn their shoes, what are they going to wear inside the house? (laughs) (laughs) It is gross. It is gross. Yeah. So you and I are becoming less gross as we get older. I think so. Yeah. White people. Gross. Do better. Catch up. Catch yeah. up to use me and Natalie as yeah. your examples of yeah. how to be better, We're less working gross on white it. people. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So uh, next scene, we're after after the credits, we're in Monica and Rachel's apartment, and Joey and Chandler are getting ready to go to a brunch that Joey's uh, castmate is throwing. Mm-hmm. But they stop by Monica and Rachel's to have some orange juice, and there's already a big like. Bagel spread with like, there was like red yeah. onions and yeah. like it looked Props really the good. Pro- they always do this. Yeah, I know you've you've pointed it out. Now I can't not notice it. Um, so that's this is a it's it, this is actually a really fun episode in terms of structure because it has like three storylines of pairs. Mm. Joey and Chandler are going to a brunch. Um. Monica and Ross are going to their parents, uh, or their dad's 50th birthday, birthday party. Is that right? Is it supposed to be 50? I don't know if it's 50, but yeah. I'm guessing, because I'm just thinking, at that age, like, do you throw a big party if it's, like... I mean, it wasn't a big... 40? Well, I guess it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I assume it was their hovera. Yeah, it was probably their hovera that they were having over. Um, so, uh, so that's what Monica, uh, Monica and Ross are doing, and then Rachel and Phoebe are going to get tattoos together. It's like a fun idea that they had. So, and I like that, like every pair has a mission uh-huh. and the, ep- and the episode, like I felt some of your pain when you watch how I met your mother, because there were so many edits in this episode, so many jumps from scene to scene. Like yeah. I kept having to be like, uh, I would like make a note, like, okay, we're at the yeah. Gellers, but then like, it's like a quick scene. It's like, we're back at the tattoo right. part of it. Was, right. it. It jumped around. It had a lot of good, uh, it was a well-paced and excitingly paced episode. So that's what's happening. Uh, they're going to get tattoos, but Rachel finds out that Ross is anti-tattoo, which, of course, he is. Fucking dork. But they're all dorks. The they fact all that, are dorks. The fact that, um, like, Phoebe, like, picks a lily from the wall in the tattoo shop, and uh, yeah. Rachel wants a heart on her hip. It's a, you know, like, they're such dorks. Yeah, and they go to like the worst looking tattoo parlor imaginable. See, I don't know about that. I've never had a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo. I've never been inside a tattoo parlor. Uh, but mm-hmm. I would not go to a tattoo parlor and treat the wall like a menu. Yeah. And that's even like with some, Phoebe. Like, I feel yeah. like Phoebe would be like much hipper. But isn't that, that's like some old timey like sailor shit where like sailors mm-hmm. on leave, like walk in and like, give me, give me the, yeah. <laughs> give me, the, give me the, that like, lily. Uh, yeah. Lily. I feel like they would get like Donald Duck or, well, like, you know, it's a shitty tattoo parlor because like, uh, Rachel didn't even get like a wrapping on it. <laughs> I had this in my notes to ask you about because I've never had a tattoo. And I was like, just, would she really just be like wearing it under her pants? Like, no, wouldn't it be like, you cover it. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, 
I should get a tattoo one of these days. What should I get? You've been saying this for years. Yeah. I don't think you're going to. I think I'm going to get the um, uh, Woody Woodpecker tattoo that Nicolas Cage's character in Raising Arizona has. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> because it would feel like, oh, you're a big Woody Woodpecker fan? No, I'm a big Raising Arizona fan. <laughs> this is a, I'm a tribute big to Raising Arizona. Nicolas Cage fan. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we just learned that he's uh, expecting a... A uh, baby with his, you, okay. So yeah, we were at an award show. This sounds like bragging. Um, uh, and Nicholas Cage was there, and he like made an announcement that he was his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure if they're married. Is is due? And and you were like, and we were like, oh, that's nice for him. And you were like, I bet she's super young. Um, <laughs> Do you want to know how old she is? Ugh, I'm afraid. Is she in her 20s? Uh, okay, so um, Nicholas Cage, Cage is 58. 50, okay, I was going to say 59. He's 58. Yeah. And his wife, they are married. And at least she made, he made an honest woman out of her, uh, is 26. Ugh. Literally less than half of his age. Yeah. yeah. Like, she could live an entire another lifetime yeah. and not be as old as Well, that's is. a great segue into... Um, yeah, so Richard uh, and uh, so yeah, the, the 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 tension, the friction, the uh, um, the conflict of the party at, at at the Gellers, Jack Gellers. I'm going to say 50th birthday party um, is that Monica hasn't told her parents yet that she's dating Richard. Richard, um, the the ophthalmologist, Doctor Burke, that is a friend of her dad's. Yeah, so he's already. They both go to the party, but he's like, Richard was already invited to the party because he's her dad's friend. But the three of them came together and that was, um, Monica, Rachel and Ross, Monica, Rachel, Ross went, um, to the party together. Obviously, um, they, they want to tell Judy and Jack, but did you notice, um, the mezuzah when they were in the front? Oh, I didn't notice the mezuzah. I should have noticed that. Um, Okay. Props to the props department. Props to the props department. On the, the mezuzah. The mezuzah, yeah. Um, oh, this episode is getting very Jewish. Havaraz, yeah. mezuzahs. Well, we gotta, the Havara I kind of made up, but. No, I'm saying this episode of the one where I oh. met your mother is getting very Jewish. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So, um, Monica is, oh yeah, so Monica's in the kitchen helping her mom get the birthday cake ready because Jack Geller's a big overgrown boy apparently <laughs> um, and uh, and Mrs. I, I forget I always forget Jack and Judy Geller Judy yeah Judy Geller's Judy Geller and her friends start gabbing about like apparently Richard stating some they keep using the word tweaky twinkie in the city yeah which um, is funny because I guess 1996 this is before like the word twink was like well known in the lexicon. Like maybe only, only gay men knew the, knew the word mm-hmm. twink. So, but, it, um, but they said twinkie, not, but I'm saying, I don't think they would do that today right. because the word yeah. twink is so well known. And so associated with I've, like, yeah, gay, like gay men yeah. that I don't think they would I was, use the word twinkie. Is it like in reference to like a, a little like snack cake? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what she... A moist... They're saying that she's like... Uh, a moist snack cake? Yeah. But they're, I think they're implying that this relationship is not substantial. This is like a, mm. a treat for him. Well, Twinkies last forever. 
Um, I'm not a big tweaky guy. Never was. Um, no, you're much more of a uh, ding dong. What ding, is it? Yeah, ding dongs. But you know, my favorite the cupcake hostess is fro- frozen cupcakes. No, chocodiles. You've never had one in the whole duration of our relationship. Well, I don't have that much of a sweet tooth. I, I've probably had two ding dongs in the entire duration of our relationship as well. But chocodiles are the best because they're so many of the hostess snacks are the same general thing. It's like mm-hmm. a cake with the hard chocolate yeah. and the cream filling. But something about the chocodile, it gets its name because the top has that the like crisscross pattern that you would see like like the back of a crocodile. You know okay. what I'm saying? I've never had one. And something about that texturally, even though it's, I know I'm eating essentially just a ding dong in a different shape, the texture of that chocodile top is yeah is what sells it. For yeah, me. I don't think I like any of those Hostess snack cakes because like I liked them when I was young, but I think I had like a ding dong kind of recently. Do you mean at my old apartment thirteen years ago? Because <laughs> well, I feel like that was the last time I had one. You had them here. I remember, yeah. Like during the And I had a bite of one of yours, and I was like, this is like dry and weird and like waxy. Like the frosting is like just like a wax shellac. I like it. But yeah, I I don't know this, but I can can see myself early pandemic getting I I was doing a a lot of like buying Oreos and shit like that. uh Like uh I think comfort eating because I had had so much anxiety. You did buy those chocolate cupcakes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we're, we're so far off. <laughs> uh, I, I thought I had something else to say. Oh, you were going to say, I didn't even really have a hostess growing up. We were a little Debbie family. Oh, no. We also had the hostess, like, they came out with, like, low fat or, like, hostess Ooh, light. And my mom like was, like, real rolls. big on all yeah. that shit. Diet culture. Uh, yeah. Love it. Um, okay, so... Monica hears her mom talking shit about her, even though she doesn't know what's about her. Meanwhile, at the brunch party, uh, Joey is really taken with his uh, castmate's apartment, and then it turns out the apartment is like he's moving out. And I think this is—I don't know if this is a New York thing where the the other guys like you should take it. And yeah. I feel like this comes up on shows a lot yeah. that are set in New York. Is there a way to do that to like transfer when you have like a rent control place? Can you say like? I think if you have a good relationship with the landlord, you could be like, oh, I have yeah. someone to move in. Or maybe he's going to sublet it. Our landlady, when she used to like us, would always, when, when was there was, <laughs> this is a long, long time ago, but when there was an empty unit, she would always ask me, like, do you know anyone looking? Yeah. No, now she wants a higher class now, of people than you. And oh, yeah. She wouldn't want our friends. No, 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 no. Um, I feel like we're giving off con- confusing messages. Am, am, I, am I a high class guy who pays ten dollars for a bar of soap, or am I a low class guy whose friends uh, don't want? You're a real high low yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, the high low country is what, that's what I call myself. Yourself? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he likes the apartment. Uh, meanwhile, so then we're we're back at the. Um, Geller? At the Geller's party and Jack's friend. So we've we've seen Judy and her friend talking shit. Yeah. But Jack and his creepo like yeah. uh, buddies are like, ooh, tell us about this hot it's young. It's a real like locker room talk. Yeah, it's gross. It's very gross. Um, and the funniest part is that Ross is there and keeps trying he to knows. steal the conversation yeah, away. Yeah, because he's grown very uncomfortable by all of this. Because <laughs> Jack says something like, how about one of these weekends I lend you my Porsche and you and Ross is like, Dad, Stop. I beg you yeah. not to finish that thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh so yeah that's uh that's gross meanwhile we're at the tattoo parlor and um um rachel's the one getting cold feet mm-hmm. at, at first because ross because ross yeah. she's dating ross and ross doesn't like tattoos which um led to a fun conversation which we'll talk about in funniest moments but ah, uh-huh. um, uh yeah just the general idea of rachel like not going through with something she wanted to do because the boy she's seeing doesn't <laughs> like it yeah um uh okay i gotta i gotta, I gotta catch up uh, back at the geller's party monica and richard like sneak away to the upstairs bathroom to sort of like uh, make out but also like dish about what they're hearing and mm-hmm. like Monica's being called a Twinkie and Richard's being called and a, a hero. bimbo and he's a yeah yeah he's a um, and then that goes south uh, when because when they're they're trying to stagger leaving the bathroom so it's yeah. not clear and Monica ends up getting trapped in the bathroom when her mom comes in and then mm-hmm. her dad comes in and she's overhearing them and then that gets goes beyond uh, um yeah uh, she's covering her ears with a loofah which maybe i wrote that down like okay the gellers don't like share use the same bar of soap on their bodies they have they have loofahs yeah 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 i feel like i'm way more interested in this soap bar sharing thing than you are no i think it's listeners yeah we, we like to do uh listener engagement when we remember to do it let us know. Separate soaps? Do you use separate soaps? Shared do you use washcloths, loofahs, whatever? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, okay, so then after the brunch, Chandler and Joey actually get into a big argument about Joey wanting to move out. Chandler's, um, uh, Chandler's very hurt by this. And it, like, you realize, like, or uh, I don't know. Maybe you already thought about it. I hadn't thought about this before. Like Joey is like, yeah, I can move out because I'm I have like I have a well paying job. Yeah, I can afford it. And it was that moment that I realized when because Chandler says it, like, oh, Chandler could also like we know that Chandler has a good job. He tried to leave his job mm-hmm. and ended up getting promoted yeah. to because they wanted him to stay. Like we know that Chandler makes good money. He, yeah, he doesn't. He's need one a of the rich of the friends. Remember that episode? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't need a roommate. He likes living with with joey it's he kind likes of a, living with joey across the hall from monica and rachel yeah yeah um and i really felt like i think i'm more on joey's side because i'm more of a natural loner i think um outside of you i don't like you know have uh i don't spend a lot of time with anybody yeah. um and i did live alone when mm-hmm. when um when you and i met i'm trying have you ever lived alone no no. No. Yeah. I've always, I, I've always, don't take this the wrong way. I've always wanted to. I never have. <laughs> but I've always needed a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Or a husband whom I love and cherish. Yeah. But we're also roommates. Yeah. We're also roommates. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I lived alone. By, uh, I did live alone, but I had a studio apartment. It was, it was small. Yeah. But it wasn't like terrible. No parking in that yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. But it was a nice little place. Yeah. It was cute. Um, the only problem I had is cockroaches shared a wall with some dudes that I think were very filthy and I'd often get ants or occasionally cockroaches that I'm pretty sure were coming from that side. And also, um, uh, fleas. Remember? Richelieu uh, had fleas and I I got the fleas. (laughs) Yeah. You, 
we were like itching and you were like, I think you might have fleas in your apartment. I was like, no way. And then I was like petting Rich, Rich the or cat. <laughs> Five and of I, them. And, and I found like bumps on her and I was like, oh, we got to do something. About this. So like you getting chewed up wasn't yeah. enough, but like, yeah. Oh look, I've told you before, Natalie, I know you're my wife and everything, but Rich Lou is my number one girl. That's true. Cause I've it's true. known her longer. I've accepted it. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's about to be 18. Yeah. This cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, doing, uh, we're taking a lot of detours in this episode. Yeah, we said we were going to keep it tight. Uh, yeah, we're we're bad at that. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I I guess I like I was saying I I am more like Joey, but I did feel bad for Chandler that he like he likes his yeah. friend and he has that connection with yeah. uh, with Joey, uh, even though Joey like uses his uh, toothbrush and shit. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, um, yeah, I mentioned that Monica hears her parents going at it. She's like hiding in the, like you said, hiding in the shower and mm-hmm. her parents are, we don't know exactly how far it went, but, uh, um, well, I think it was like full on because like they mentioned that it was like the tape, the tape. It yeah. was like the yeah home. But then later she made some reference to her dad, like feeling, feeling mom up, up yeah. or whatever, but it, you know, it obviously went further than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Richard and Monica once again meet up in the kitchen, and this is where they finally like break it to Judy, and then Judy calls in in um, Jack, uh, Jack, and there's some funny moments yeah. there, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. Ross, this is a great David Schwimmer doesn't have a lot of story like or like plot this mm-hmm. episode, but it's a great David Schwimmer episode. Yeah, he's maybe the funny, most consistently funny part of the episode. Um, um, yeah, so Rachel ends up getting the tattoo, as yeah. you mentioned, no bandage. I cut you off. You're going to say something? Oh, no, no, no. Go. Uh, Phoebe's the one who gets scared and doesn't go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, it, but then she finally does, like, get convinced by Rachel to sit in the chair, and I guess the... This all um, happens off camera, yeah. The tattoo artist, like, did one little tiny blue dot. And then she jumped up. And, and then she jumped up yeah. and... Uh, but, um... Uh, let's see. Just getting ahead of myself. Joey did go ahead and get the apartment. Um, they, they fight over the foosball. They, they decide to play over the, like play a game of foosball to see who gets the foosball table. Um, there's a joke I saw coming a million miles away when uh, Chandler's like, your little men are going to get scored on more than your sister. And Joey like acts offended, but then says, wait, which, which sister? Yeah. Because he has we know he of... has multiple sisters. So as soon as Chandler said your sister, I was like, Oh, the joke's going to be he which has one tons of floozy sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Richard gets to see the tattoos. He, cause he, he, Monica and Richard come back to the apartment at the same time that Phoebe and Rachel are getting back. So, um, there's a lot of people like looking at, uh, Rachel's butt in this episode, but it's just on her hip. Yeah. It's like the top, but it's a back hip. It's like the top yeah. of her left buttocks. Yeah. Um, uh, or is it buttock? I guess it would be buttock. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so Richard, uh, check out the tattoos and then Ross catches that happening. And everyone's like, Oh no, Ross is going to get, pissed off about this but he thinks the oh. tattoo's sexy and he then gets they, horned up by the bad and then they tattoo. go into the room to have sex poor monica she's got to like listen to yeah her parents have sex listen to her brother have sex it's, yeah poor monica rough yeah. episode for monica uh let's see joey wins the yeah. table she gets slut shamed and like yeah. called a bimbo and yeah. like an idiot yeah 
Um, Joey wins the foosball game, but as we find out at the very end, ends up leaving Chandler the table when when he moves out. Uh, there's a very sweet moment. Um, the friends are all helping Joey pack up, and then they all leave, and Chandler's alone in the apartment, and then Joey like, bursts back in and hugs him. It was very sweet. I thought it was a nice little moment. That was very sweet. Um, and that's kind of the end of the episode. Do you have any of the stray observations about this episode before we move on to funniest moments, of which um, there are many? I get the impression when they were all like helping Joey move, and they were all like waxing nostalgia, taking their time. Like The moving truck is out in the street. So this is like them just shitting all over. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like not a care in the world. Meanwhile, cars are like backed up, like bottlenecked around the street, you know? Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so funniest moment, I'm going to start with, there's so many in this episode, but I said, um, Ross was the funniest. I'm going to start with a moment that involved Ross. After Judy finds out that Richard and Monica are dating and she calls Jack in, and Jack walks in holding a baseball bat and goes, found it. And Ross goes, I'll take that down yeah, and leaves this. But I just love it. Like the implication, there was a whole storyline we didn't see about him, like looking for yeah. a baseball, a particular baseball bat. Yeah. Um, that was, that was my funniest moment. What did you have? Um, when Phoebe is, um, talking Rachel into getting a tattoo and she's saying, just because Ross doesn't like it, Ross does not equal boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is that the way it is? Ross equals boss. Ross I equals have that boss? one written down too. Um, okay. I'm glad you took that one from me. I'm going to take, uh, an Elliot Gould line. <laughs> Um, uh, a Jack Geller line when he's talking about how um, how happy Richard is and he says it's like a scene from Cocoon <laughs> yeah um, when Joey is talking to Chandler about moving out he's like we, we don't have to live together forever we're not Bert and Ernie <laughs> we literally have all like the same ones yeah, yeah I have that too so my last one now is uh, Judy's friend says um, so Richard shopping in the junior section, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another one. Um, when Phoebe and Rachel are, on the, are in the tattoo parlor, Phoebe's conversation about like, no man should be your boss. It's not 1922. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rachel's like, what, what, what's 1922? Well, it's just a long time ago. And then she talks about how suffrage sounds horrible, but it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about, as you've said before, again, for new uh, potential new listeners, these aren't necessarily our favorite moments. They're just notable mm-hmm. ones. So often I pick things that I like, but sometimes things just stand out, out to me. And uh, Chandler's outfit at the very end, I loved his shirt-pant combo. It was very, like, 90s Gap ad. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a, he has, like, a a sort of taupe like mock turtleneck mm-hmm. tucked into um some very like casual chinos like ruched yeah yeah and i like that not ruched um ruched is like when it's gathered yeah and pleated pleated yeah yes. pleated yeah I, I knew what you meant yeah they are pleated um which is very 90s and um mm-hmm. i hear that like i've seen people say that pleats are back yeah. on men i don't really see it they outside for, of magazines they are for women too okay um, I don't like. I, I feel like real world. I'm not seeing a lot of men wear pleats right now. Mm. But uh, in the fashion magazines, they wear pleats. Yeah. Uh, I still don't like them. I think some. Sometimes you have like 
positions that are hardened by like when you came of age. Mm -hmm. And at the time that I was old enough to start thinking about what I was wearing, flat front was the only way like pleats like recalled, like it was like dad, dad stuff, you know, um, uh, like business casual for, for, uh, suburban office dads or whatever. And so I, that's kind of like cemented in me. Like, I don't know that I'll ever be able to, uh, um, embrace pleats. Yeah. But anyway, that's not what I wanted. What I brought this up. I like the shirt pant combo on, on Chandler, but it's a like Chino, like a, or a, like a, a, a tan Chino pant that he's wearing. And he's wearing a black belt and black shoes with it. And that, uh, Anything in the neighborhood of brown, which tan is, and black together, I don't like. Hmm. It, it, it doesn't look right to me outside mm-hmm. of like um, the military where, where a, you can like uh, a brown uniform can go with black shoes. That's an established thing. That's an exception. But the black brown combo, hmm. I, I didn't like. Okay. You don't care. Okay. No, no, I do. Um, I had a friend um, who was on Jeopardy, and uh, uh, he passed away. But um, he wore—I I scolded him for it uh, beforehand. Was, he wore black pants and brown shoes, and I was like, "Don't do that." And he did it anyway because he was like, "I don't care." He's like, "He was like, I'm going to be behind the podium yeah, <laughs> the entire time." Yeah. But at the end, you do see right when they're standing with yeah, Alex. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's my first make it fashion moment. I had another one, but did you have one? Oh, um, I just noticed that often the costume department will like go with consistent themes. Okay. So there was a lot of plaid in this episode. So, uh, Monica had yep. like a plaid suit, skirt, skirt suit. Yeah. Um, Rachel had plaid pants That's when she right. got her bad tattoo. Those were cool pants though. Um, Ross had like a plaid type flannel. I guess it was, flannel but it had like a plaid print yeah yeah flannel is just the fabric right yes yeah um yeah the only only thing i was going to mention was uh monica's plaid plaid uh, skirt suit but um i'm glad you mentioned rachel's plaid pants it looked kind of like um i guess that and the fact that she was getting a tattoo it was kind of like a rocker look you know (laughs) the plaid pants yeah 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 uh, let's see. Do you have any running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing, anything else like that that you that you noticed that I should <clears throat> pay attention to? That I should keep an eye out for. I didn't have anything that I could notice, but I um, um, don't know friends as well as you. That's the premise of the show. We <laughs> I keep <laughs> like marking things for. I don't know why you listeners. think new people are listening. I don't think anyone. I just we haven't like I haven't we haven't reestablished certain right. things for so long, right? Yeah. Um, well, I saw homophobia where you didn't. Um, also, the um, like Joey's sisters. You know, the joke is with Joey's sisters. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing really. Well, then, in that case, let's take a short break. Okay. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back, and we're ready to talk about season two, episode sixteen of How I Met Your Mother. It's called Stuff. Now they okay. take it away. Okay, so this or int- maybe I should like. Can I say the first thing? Shh. No. Oh. The, okay. About the intro at McLaren's. McLaren's. Yeah. We open at McLaren's. Yeah. I feel like we should like do shots on the show when the show's we actually. We do have like a cocktail kit. Yeah, we did get a cocktail kit in the mail. I feel like I'm like talking about going to award shows and getting sent like swag in the mail. I feel like I'm bragging this episode. Well, it's like um, I don't want to screener brag. season and like award season, so it makes sense because you're in an industry or yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people get that. You're not. You're not special. Good, good. Yeah. Um, Everyone, take you down a bit. Let us know how often you get sent cocktail kits in the mail. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Natalie says that everyone does. Yeah, everyone does. Okay, so we're we start at McLaren's. Um, Ted and Robin are deciding on where to go to dinner, and. Ted brings up like, oh, we've already been to this restaurant. Remember this happened at this restaurant? And she's like, no, I've never been there. That wasn't me. And he was referring to another girlfriend. He was getting confused. And um, Robin was like getting upset and jealous. Um, So this whole episode is about like kind of um, like dating history and the stuff that comes from like a like exes, um, so uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> did are we talking about all the stuff in the apartment first? Um, well, there there is a scene where um, so the next scene is back in McLaren's and um, Marshall and Barney are talking about like, would you rather have like a inverted mermaid like woman on the top and fish on the bottom or fish you know yeah because this is the uh how many mother did not come up with this question i've heard this like since really? i was like, a teenage boy <laughs> like, okay so which which would you prefer but that's the, like the way that barney is describing it or no no the way that it's marshall who is describing it. the way that marshall is describing it he specifically is talking about which one would you want to have sex with right so then mm. you'd want female on the bottom which is what ted ends up saying but like if it's anything beyond that if it's like which one would you rather be in a relationship with obviously female on top i want a human brain you want ariel face (laughs) yeah exactly everyone wants ariel yeah um but anyway that's uh that's my thinking on the topic um okay so then i guess that's when they like bring it to the group about like should should Ted get rid of like all of this stuff? So tons of things in the apartment that, you know, she asks about Robin asks about it's like from different ex-girlfriends. Yeah, Ted keeps a lot of stuff. He keeps a lot of stuff, but it's just stuff. It's, uh, yeah. I think I'm threading the needle on this. I understand Robin getting upset with Ted, like confusing her with other people, yeah. you know, in terms of stories and memories, you know, I mean, it happens. You've, yeah. We've done it to each other before. Where, mm-hmm. um, wasn't there, there was some restaurant and you were like, we went there. And I was like, no. 
Yeah, and then uh, it's always, oh, must have been some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you laugh I, I about it. Yeah, we laugh about it. But I understand why, especially early in a relationship, Robin might find, like, get in trouble by that. But as far as the stuff, yeah, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. But I, I understand um, she was wearing, like, the big red sweatshirt, and that was, like, an act. Like, that would be a little bit weird, okay. I think, maybe. Maybe not. I um, guess. Didn't I used to, when I, the... F- Two gyms, and now I don't have a gym membership since before COVID. Right. But when I, when I had a membership at LA Fitness, didn't I like you gave me a pair of like workout pants that <laughs> that belonged to an ex that you just had, and you're but, like, but you can work out in these. I think it wasn't until later you're like, wait, wh- who, like whose are these? And I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then I like I have like a sleepy shirt that I still wear to this day. That was an ex-boyfriend. Okay. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Yeah. But like. I like that you call it a sleepy shirt. Well, that's what it is. It's strange <laughs> that Robin would like be so jealous. Yeah. It doesn't seem like her. It doesn't seem like her. There's a lot of stuff in this episode that felt contrived, yeah. at least yeah. with this storyline. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, so the gang is kind of like split down the middle where um, I don't remember who. I don't remember who votes what either. Yeah, but Barney's the tiebreaker. And he votes for Robin, that Ted should get rid of the stuff. Not because he actually agrees with Robin, but just because he thinks that there's too much stuff in Ted and Marsh's apartment. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's too cluttered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's uh, uh, and he says it's like a um, Bennigan's in there. And then Robin says, or a Danby's. Yeah. And like, so I had to look up, like, is Danby's actually a Canadian chain? It yeah. is not. Oh, There okay. is one place called Danby's Roadhouse in Richmond, Ontario. Maybe that's like a like maybe one of the writers is Canadian and wanted to shout out that place. But Danby's is not a chain in Canada. Okay. Um, there was also like, like kind of a gross, unsettling, um, like, things morphing into women. Robin was like envisioning like yeah. different things in Ted's apartment, yeah. like turning into sexy women yeah. lounging around. <laughs> yeah. And then alternative, we'll get to the next part of that. Yeah. Um, so also um, the other storyline is Robin or I'm sorry, Lily um, is handing out flyers for her play or a play that she was asked to be in. Yeah. So the gang is invited to this play. Um, Barney makes a funny joke about like, you shouldn't ask a friend to go to a play, go to the airport, help you move. There was like a whole laundry list of things that you shouldn't ask a friend to do. Like, but specifically like at a certain age, you're too old to like, he was like, if you were in college and I were trying to sleep with you, I would go see your play. But, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, that I, I, I made, made note of that too. Cause I think like I've come to realize that people, feel that way yes um i i don't like i i don't ask people for rides to the airport anymore because i know that people feel like you're too old take a lift or whatever call a cab whatever um but if someone asked me if a friend asked me i would still uh i would still give them a ride to the listeners the the offer (laughs) yeah offer is there well because i know um my now, as you and I have talked about, my love language is words of affirmation, mm-hmm, right? But mm-hmm. maybe my friendship language is acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. My love language is acts of service. I know. That's why I uh, 
buy you gum all the time while I'm out. And take and take out the trash. Take out the trash, walk the dog. Yeah. I like um, walking the dog. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, our, so we're at this play. It's like a little um, black box theater, and yeah. it's like a pretentious, like, stage show about consumerism in America, and it's really yeah. god-awful. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's very long. And at the end of the play, Barney says, that was just awful. That was just terrible. And Lily gets... <laughs> I'm going to burn one of my funniest moments here, but it was like, everyone is like taking turns, like congratulating her and Barney in the congratulating voice, like hugs her and says, Lily, that's wow, sucked. Lily, that sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> he says, um, and she gets so offended and she said, like friends are supposed to like lift you up and congratulate you and like be happy for you. And so, um, to prove a point, Bar- this is like, I guess we're missing another part of the um, Robin Ted thing in, in order, but That's okay. Barney has a one man show. So he goes to the full extent of like creating this one man show. And this one man show is 40 minutes of him just saying <laughs> the word moist because Lily had previously said it like it's the grossest word and she hates it. Yeah. You and I have talked with this off mic before. Yeah. It was the wordle <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, but you and I have a, like agreed that because it's a very, a very common thing to say that you don't like the word people don't like the word moist. Yeah, but like I think that's sexist. It is sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it makes people think of uh, like a wet vagina, mm-hmm. meaning like people associate it with like yeah. female sexuality and so, female like, yeah. sexual pleasure. So people either hate their own bodies or yeah. hate women's bodies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know, truth to that. There's a lot of misogyny tied up. And so next time you are out there complaining, you don't like the word moist, try to try to be less of a misogynist, you pig. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I will say, um, one of my least favorite words, and maybe this is like misogynistic also, but panties is a terrible word. But yeah, I don't think that is misogynistic because I think. Because I also don't like that word because it is like, what's the word I'm Infantilizing. Infantilizing. Yeah. It's infantilizing. It's the same way, same reason I don't like other words that I'm not going to say. You don't like poop. Don't like that. I don't like... Pee. uh, No, that one's fine. Um, But no, I I was going to say, I call them breasts. Right. Or if you have to choose like between vulgar words i will take like tits, tits right over, over boobs yes because i because i don't like infantilizing things that are adult i guess and so i think because i feel the same way about panties it grosses me out yeah um because it makes me th- like it's like talking about a grown woman like she's a little girl who's wearing like yeah little like panties yeah. with a little bow on it or whatever sometimes i'll say things like that just to like irk you i know <laughs> Um, cause I know you don't like it. Okay. So Barney's one man show is terrible and excruciatingly long. Yeah. Um, the funniest part of the show is when, well, he's saying moist over and over again and takes a little water gun out and just sprays Lily in the face. 
repeatedly. Yeah. Do you think that was fun for Allison Hannigan or no. was it more fun for Neil Patrick Harris? I think it was more fun for Neil Patrick Harris. And then, then I liked that Marshall was bummed that he didn't get. Oh, because Ted was like in the audience participation in Lily's terrible show. Yeah. And then Lily gets audience participation sort of by getting shot in the face and Marshall's like bummed out that he never gets picked. Yeah. Um, so then let's go back to Robin and Ted's bullshit. So they're at Robin's apartment hanging out with the dogs and it is, uh, discovered that the dogs are from relationships like ex exes. So then we get like some anamorph action where yeah. like Ted's imagining the dogs as oh, yeah. exes. There's probably someone with a very specific kink who really got off on this episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's gross. Um, but it led to like a very funny, um, a number of the things, a number funny. of the things, but yeah. like a man like brings her a ball seductively and she has to throw it. They're <laughs> yeah. like all over the apartment, just like yeah. these like sexy men. Yeah. And there's a sexy man who licks Ted's face. Yeah. And then one of them like crawls into bed yeah. while they're trying to have sex and says, Hey, I need to pee. Yeah. Um, so then the gang is all, is they all agree that like, no, you shouldn't give the dogs away. That's, that's absurd. Like, yeah. Ted could give the stuff away. You can't give the dogs away. These are your dogs. And yeah. she says that she's going to, it was a funny cut. Cause Ted was, Ted was like, okay, we'll take it in front of the, the council, but I don't think you're going to like the answer to catch them. They're like, hey, what are you insane? Yeah. You can't make her get rid of her dogs. Yeah. So she, after she sees that Ted got rid of everything in his apartment, she, um, which like they didn't, let's see. Like, Marshall wasn't... No one talked to Marshall about it. Marshall voted. Okay. He was there in McLaren's both okay. times. Okay. Um, I'm always worried about how Marshall feels about things. Because it's his apartment, too. It's his apartment, too. And, like, those are all their stuff together. Yeah. It's funny how one of the things that Ted's ex-girlfriend gave him was a little, like, model of a, uh, like, a phone, a, a British, like, phone booth. Yeah. Because, remember, in season one, there was a whole thing where... Um, the episode where Ted and Marshall are like arguing because Lily's moving in and Ted's like, I still want to have some like ownership over this apartment. And where he bought a giant, like a full size a full phone booth. police box. And then they, they had a sword fight over it. And then uh, Lily walked to the door and got run through with a broadsword. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think <laughs> was all over the what Robin was mo- like, he got it on a trip. Like they, right. it was like a souvenir from a trip. And also Ted went to like Maui with someone. Yeah. And forgot that it wasn't with Robin. No, know? that one he didn't. He just said like, he, like, oh Maui, it is very romantic. But this is like okay. And then so says they're he went with his sister. Everyone knows that like people have like histories. Like you Especially live life like before. In their 30s. Yeah, you yeah. you have a full life. It'd be weird if like you were the first person I dated. It, it would be weird if like <laughs> I'd never that. traveled or had restaurant experiences with other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think there's like. I, my philosophy is like to generally just accept that you have experiences, not be weirded out by them, but also not do that like chasing Amy thing of like going digging for answers. Like, yeah, I've, I've never done the like, tell me about your ex-boyfriend's thing. That's, or like, um, what's your body count? <laughs> yeah, no, we would not, uh, <laughs> we would not do that yeah. partially out of shame. Cause you would put me 
Oh yeah. To, to shame. Oh yeah. No contest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because look, now I have to defend myself. It's because I've always, I'm like, I've been a serial monogamist. Right. Like I monogamist. Right. Like I've, I've and always been like. I'm a big old like, floozy. You were. Yeah. You had your floozy period, but I've always been like, I've been in LTRs like since I was 16. Sure. Essentially. Sure. Um, Okay, so at the end of Barney's play, um, oh, I forgot to say. So Robin, after seeing that Ted gets rid of everything, Robin sends all of her dogs to live with her aunt on her aunt's farm. Her lesbian aunt. Her le- well, it's funny because Lily's like, oh, they love dogs. Oh, that's nice. They love dogs. Yeah, and Robin's like, what are you talking about? Like, so Robin doesn't know her aunt is gay? No, Robin knows her aunt is gay. Robin doesn't, is not familiar with the stereotype Okay, that Lily Which had. I wasn't familiar with either, but she's like, what do you mean they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was that Robin didn't know that her name was gay. I think she was like, what are you saying? All lesbians love dogs? Which I don't know. Is that a stereotype? The lesbians love dogs? Um, listeners, lesbian listeners, tell us. All the lesbians I know do love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of, um, but yeah, listeners, let us know. Um so let's see. Okay. So after Barney's play, um, Lily can't say anything nice about it. Um, but she is nice enough to like, they were all going to get up and leave after the first act or whatever, even though Barney had a whole like robot love story. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it was like a funny thing. Cause like them leaving is what Barney wanted. Cause he won, yeah. but he also, he also wanted, wanted to see the dumb play. He wrote. Yeah. Cause he was kind of proud of it. He yeah. wrote this whole play just out of spite. Yeah. Like to prove a point. Yeah. Um, but it's Lily's idea to like, no, like we have to stay for this whole thing. So they stay for the whole thing. Um, and what finally ends it is Marshall getting his second slap. Yeah. Um, from the slap test. Slap bet. Slap bet. Yeah. Um, so before the third act or whatever, when <laughs> Barney's a robot, yeah. um, professing Who his love to love. a toaster oven. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we get, um, we get the delight of Marshall's second slap. Yeah. Um, I have some of the stray observations before we move on, if you don't mind. What was that? That was our talk. Um, uh, props to the props. Um, I like the coffee mugs that Ted has. Um, when he's talking about Maui, he's like making coffee for him and Robin. And they're like, one blue, one yellow, kind of like, mm. they look like kind of crafty, but like in an intentional way. They look okay. like they're like hand-painted mugs. They, oh, okay. I didn't notice. They were, they were cool. And I liked the, one of them was yellow, which I love the color yellow. Was, as you know, I don't think the listeners know that. Uh, what else did I have on here? Uh, we, we covered a lot of it. Oh. Uh, oh, go who ahead. Who was the director of the play that Lily was in? Did uh, you recognize was also him? The, I did recognize him, and I looked him up. He's been in a lot of okay, a lot, a lot of stuff. Nothing um, really leapt out. It seems like he's uh, a go-to for the Coens because he was in both Ballad of Buster Scruggs, where he was the piano player at the beginning, and in Hail Caesar, he played a bartender. Okay. Oh, is he in Hail Caesar? Is he the bartender in the musical number? Do you remember uh, the Channing Tatum, No I Dames do. musical number? I do, but I don't remember. And it takes place at a bar that's clearly like, um, uh, it's a reference to the Gene Kelly, um, 
It's Always Fair Weather. Is that the movie where they're sailors and they like have a teasing relationship with a bartender? So yeah, maybe that's what I know him from is, is Hail Caesar. Okay. Um, well now hold on. Uh, let's see. You got other, uh, other stray observations that I want. There's a funny part when Barney invites, uh, this wasn't funny enough to make my funniest moments, but I wanted to see if you noticed it when Barney invites everyone to his play. And the last thing he says is like, wear a, wear a poncho or something, wear a raincoat. The first three rows get wet. Did you notice that Marshall is like celebrating? He's like, yeah, Marshall loves it. <laughs> well, cause he loves like audience participation. <laughs> yeah. He always, he's yeah. like a joiner. Yeah. Um, Oh, another stray observation. Please. Um, uh, music wise, I want to be your dog by the Stooges during the whole dog, the montage of the, yeah, the dog scenes, the, the, the hunks as, yeah. uh, as Robin's and dogs. listeners, you know how I feel about animal actors. I'm anti animal acting. Right. Um, but the dogs are very cute. Um, my last observation is it was very funny to me that <laughs> there are other people attending Barney's play. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like besides the four yeah. of them, they're like, how did they find out about it? <laughs> well, he made flyers. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably, he probably, you know, posted them all over town. Um, should we move on to funniest moments? Yes. Okay. Um, also, okay. Like at the, this was a, um, a Barney physical comedy okay. at the end of Lily's show. He, runs out of the theater but like jumps over a series of chairs knocking them all over and they're like those like metallic folding chairs yes. so it makes a ton of noise yes. very funny and yes. also i was just thinking like he must be so like bruised up from that scene yeah 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 that was a very funny moment um i uh uh when um <laughs> barney or, or no barney uh, robin says something about like uh I, I can't something about Ted's ex's stuff and she says it's creepy and gross and Ted goes, You're creepy and gross. Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this part about the what finally puts Robin over the edge is the face lotion. The right. moisturizer. But we can't say moist, so we say face lotion. Yeah. Um but the fact that Robin is like, oh, like this is so amazing. Like she's on TV. She would know about skincare. Like she would know about keeping her face moisturized. But her makeup lady probably just does it all for her. The makeup lady, but she she fired the makeup lady member. She does fire the, but she would have to do her own skincare routine at home. Maybe. So I just didn't believe that Robin doesn't know about moisturizer. (laughs) Um, anyway, um, oh, funniest. We're funniest on. moments. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, well, we already talked about Lily. That sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. We also already talked about the, um, the hunky dude with the dog collar bringing the ball <laughs> <Yeah>. seductively. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had, uh, um, when Robin freaks out about the, uh, moisturizer, um, and she refers to Ted's ex as a uh, whore and Ted defends her. Like she's not a whore. And she says she's leaving expensive lotions all over town. Sounds like a whore to me. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Cause that doesn't sound like, yeah. Did you say I, I have to explain the joke apparently? Yeah. Yeah. You do. <laughs> um, I'm an idiot. Uh, I had one more. Okay, go. Cool. Um, 
when I mentioned that Ted gets roped into participating in Lily's terrible play, yeah, uh, the second time it happens when they're like consumerism and he's like the voice, like the face of consumerism, Ted like sort of does a half turn and gives a little wave to the audience. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, should we move on to how I met your mother, but make it a fashion? Uh, yes. What do you have? Oh, you usually start. Um, Unless you don't have any. Oh, yes. No, I, I just said uh, peasant blouses. There were a lot of yeah. peasant blouses, that but there are always You can copy are. and paste that into every, yes. Yes. you know, it's for every episode. Yeah. Um, I liked Barney's uh, performance attire, his Steve Jobs style, like all black, black, yes. uh, oh, black turtleneck. Yes. I also liked his eyeliner. Yes. And he's wearing eyeliner. Yeah. It looked, looked good. Looked good. Uh, all right. Well, let's... Um, as far as running jokes, um, motifs, and foreshadowing, um, of course, there's a fat joke yeah. right, right at the beginning, yep. um, which turned into a funny joke about fish being the good kind of fat. But it was right. that whole mermaid thing yeah. that was um, Barney, Barney's like, well, depends. Is she fat or whatever? Yeah. But then Marshall. Anyway, I've already explained it. Um, we see Robin's dogs. Obviously, that's this is you know, the end of that running thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another slap. That's obviously mm-hmm. a running thing. And Barney, Barney doesn't say challenge accepted, but he is sent, this is essentially a challenge accepted that he, he takes something as a challenge that someone didn't mean that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and goes on and creates his own one man show based off of it. Yeah. So it's like a challenge he's having with himself, yeah. but it does. So even though he doesn't say the words challenge accepted, it, it was, still, yeah. I think fits. Yeah. Did you have anything else you, you noticed? Uh, nope. Well, let's move on to similarities and differences. Oh, there's a big one that you didn't mention. There's a big one at the very end. Yeah. So this is how they resolve to, they resolve the fight by agreeing to move in together, Yeah. which, um, we'll learn more about that. I'm sure as the episodes yeah. go on. Um, but yeah, this was also my similarity. So friends exactly. moving what, yeah. in or moving out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if we have anything more to say about, I like to expand upon the similarities and in differences, but, um, I guess it's on my mind because you and I, as we've we mentioned are, are going to be moving soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a time I think in your life, where you move a lot more, you know, in my twenties, I lived, I lived in Chicago for four years and had three apartments. Yeah. And then in the five years, like when I moved in with you, it was my fourth apartment in Los Angeles. And it's now the last apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, you, you move a lot in your like 20s mostly. They're a little older, but I guess that, um, uh, I don't know how my, you moved, you lived in multiple places in San Francisco. I, yeah. So in my twenties, I moved four times from my childhood home to San Francisco, to another place in San Francisco, to back with my parents and then in with my sister all in. And then here. And then here. And then yeah. Here, yeah. Um, yeah. So five, five times. But yeah. then I've been here for over 15 years. Yeah. Well, you find a nice place and a nice person to share it with. That's Why true. do you want to change things? That's true. Uh, well, let's move on to playing favorites. All right. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah. Saw that coming. Uh, I mean, there's some good jokes in the How I Met Your Mother thing, but this, uh, and I I definitely like the B-plot of How I Met Your Mother better, the, the Lily Barney play uh-huh. thing. The main thing felt 
very like how many mother still managed to do fun things with it with like the morphing and like mm-hmm. having animals or actors played dogs or whatever uh-huh. like they still found ways to be fun but the general premise of the episode felt very contrived and sitcom yeah you know yeah uh it doesn't feel like a real argument that couples really have yeah no one is going to say you should get, get rid, rid of, of your dog all of your stuff or, or get your rid stuff. of your yeah. dog yeah so uh so i think that um whereas the friends episode well, friends is a show that i tend to think of as being more traditionally sitcom and having premises like this. Like I mentioned, this Friends episode was uh, so well-structured, so sharply mm-hmm. paced. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, well, one of my... I'm not going to say it's top-tier Friends, but it's uh, one of my... One of the better Friends episodes I think we've seen in the mm. uh, season and a half of doing this. Um, yeah. I feel like the How I Met Your Mother, it was like a little too like uh, tit for tat mm-hmm. you know like everything was it was like get rid of your stuff okay get rid of your dogs yeah. do this play okay I'm gonna do this play it was like a little yeah. too neat um, I think I'm realizing what your real problem with the time at your mother episode was not, a, not enough Marshall not enough Marshall uh, yeah. there were no Marshall centric storylines he was, was just a, a bystander yep. in the in the episode yeah well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. Mm-hmm. It's called, How Were We Doing? Mm-hmm. And this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. So, Friends Season 2, Episode 16, right? Episode 16, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Um, the one where Joey moves out. Aired on Thursday, February 15th, 1996. And I would say the most notable thing to me that happened that day, I know you're not as... You might not even know this person's name, but the actor McLean Stevenson died. I don't know who that is. He, for three seasons, played Henry Blake on MASH. Okay. You're not a MASH person. Um, whereas I went through a period of being obsessed with MASH. Right. And um, he very famously left the show um, at the end of the third season. I won't spoil it for people who somehow don't know, but... The season three finale of MASH, Abyssinia Henry, is a landmark TV episode Mm. um, for many reasons um, and kind of a divisive episode where people who liked what MASH was, like he sort of represented what MASH was at first, where it was like more broad sitcom-y. And then after he left is when the show became more of an anti-war, like Mm -hmm. uh, dramedy, you know? Mm. And so Abyssinia Harry sort of represents that like uh that cleaving point between the two like identities of mash um uh but um he was a, a great actor and he died on on, on this day mm-hmm. and the uh top five songs in the u.s okay hopefully you know i don't know anything about this at number five tony rich project nobody knows do you know this song Ooh. Um, I remember Tony Rich Project. Okay. Um, nobody knows. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know these lyrics. I'm looking at the lyrics. I don't, I don't know them. A million word, words couldn't say just how I feel. A million years from now, you know, I'll be loving you still. Any of this ringing a bell to you? No. Yeah. Well, that was the number five song. And number four, we've got Mary J. Blige's Not Gonna Cry. Mm-hmm. How does that go? I don't know that one. Not gonna cry. 
I'm not going to shed no tears. Okay. No. It's very not your. Yeah. Uh, number three, Whitney Houston's Exhale. And number two, Everything But the Girl's Missing. Remind me again how that goes. Step off the train. <laughs> and at number one, Mariah Carey's One Sweet Day. Now, in How I Met Your Motherland. New listeners also note that I will often do a very poor uh, explanation of the song. Yes, um, but specifically the Everything With The Girl song, I have asked you to sing it every day. It's been like <laughs> And it's a pleasure. It's a and, pleasure to do yeah. so. Um, season 2, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother Stuff aired on Monday, February 19th, 2007. So we're now we're at the um, place where the shows are like exactly 11 years apart almost. It's yeah. 11 years and four days. Sometimes they take like different breaks and it'll be like wildly different months, but these are both mid-February airings. So February 19th, 2007, the uh, thing that happened that day that is not depressing because there's a lot of depressing stuff, but the thing, the positive thing that happened and also feels like, this is, what did I say? This is uh, 2006? No, 2007. So this is 15 years ago and this will make it seem like it's way longer. Mm. New Jersey becomes the third U S state to offer civil unions to homosexual couples, including all the rights and responsibilities of heterosexual marriage wow. that like was a victory at the time. And now that right. seems so regressive. So like, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. now, now that, you know, women get mar- the vote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's very, yeah. but now that marriage equality is the law of the land right. throughout the country. Right. It feels like, Weird to think just 15 years ago we were celebrating not even marriage equality, but civil unions in New Jersey. Um, Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Uh, Number five, Ludacris, Runaway Love. Okay. Number four, Fallout Boy, This Ain't a Scene, It's an Arms Race. Number four, Gwen Stefani, The Sweet Escape. We talked about this one last. Yeah, that's right. Uh, at number two, Beyonce's Irreplaceable, uh, which had been at number one. And now at number one, Nelly Furtado's Say It Right. Okay. So not the Nelly Furtado song that we know. Right. It's some other song. It's another one, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this brings us to our final segment, which is called oh. Challenge Accepted. Yeah. This is where we make predictions about what's going to happen next week on the show's Armed Only with the show's episode titles. But first, we have to look at how, how our predictions from last week stacked up okay um uh and uh wow we're kind of both are right here i said joey starts feeling himself in the aftermath of his dual series pickup and subsequent notoriety yeah that's true and you said someone's pulling a billy joel and moving out yeah so we both get points yeah i'm still ahead by two on the season We'll see how that shakes I'm out. Sure, we'll find a way to even the score, to even it up. Yeah. Um, so now, if you could vamp while I look up the next dates, um, absolutely. Bulgogi beef fried rice, mm. chocolate lava cake, honey lemon cough drops, um, organic fusilli pasta. Organic- All right, season two, episode seventeen of friends is called the one where Eddie moves in. Um, I feel like this Chandler gets a new roommate. That seems like almost obvious. too obvious. Yeah. Like, should I, I, I should probably make it 
um, more. Do you want to guess who it is? Or it sounds like his name's Eddie. <laughs> I mean, okay. actor-wise, but no, that's too. That's too too yeah. specific. I'm going to say um, the one where Eddie moves in. Uh, I am going to say. Oh, maybe Chandler is like not adjusting well. Like Chandler is like being bothered by very normal things that he does because he's just not Joey. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say Chandler is exaggerating his new roomies. Piccadillo's. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Pick a, no, it's, how do you say it's, is it Peccadillo? Yeah, Peccadillo's. It's Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. Peccadillo's. Yeah. Uh, is exaggerating his new roommate's Peccadillo's because he misses his old pal, Joseph. All right. Season two, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Well, no, sorry. Episode 16 is stuff. We already covered that. Season 2, episode 17 is called... Okay. Arrivederci Fiero. Fiero. Not Furio. <laughs> Furio from The Sopranos is not showing up. It's Arrivederci Fiero. Is Fiero fire in Italian? I don't know. Probably. Okay. But it's also... What? A Fiero is also something else. It's a car. Okay. I feel that maybe Barn, it, Barney has a... Does Barney have a car? And I, I, I've given you all the... All I feel the, like they always take cabs everywhere, so I can't imagine anyone having a car. Well, it has, actually, the show has established that one character does have a car. And I have no memory of that. Okay. Um, In the episode uh, where... I can't remember what the episode is called, but the, where they go to lick the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, it is established that one character has a car. Just saying. Okay, so I'm totally going to get this wrong because I don't remember who has a car. Okay. Zero. Is it a Ford? I actually don't know what kind of car. Okay, so Barney wouldn't have a Fiero because that's not like... Barney would have like... He would have like an Audi or uh, Infiniti. Yeah. Yeah. Lexus. Um, Okay, so... Should I start doing uh, some sort of ASMR here? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Do you want the frillers flyer? No, no, I'm going to do this uh, cocktail recipe. Okay. Ingredients. Four ounces of vodka. One ounce craft syrup. Okay. Uh, it's Robin's car. Okay. Robin has a Fiero, and she gets rid of it when she moves in with um, Ted. Robin says... Goodbye. Arrivederci, Fiero. Goodbye in Italian to her wheels. And also her independence. 
and also in a way if you think about it <laughs> to her <laughs> independence okay so Chandler's exaggerating his new roomie's peccadillos because he misses his, his old pal Joseph mm-hmm. and Robin says goodbye in Italian to her wheels and also in a way if you think about it to her independence mm-hmm. okay those are our predictions we'll find out next week how we did until then you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts wherever you found it this time that's where you can find it uh but you can also find a post for this podcast every week at battleship where you can leave a comment um you can also check out all the other stuff at battleship that's my other podcast and website it's all about movies uh you can email you can email me if you want at david at but you should email the both of us at the one where i met your mother yeah. at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Um, Natalie, so I know I ask you every week and I keep forgetting what your answer is. Where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't. Oh, I don't I want them to find me. But you should, if you like this episode, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, um, rate, review, um, let us know what you think about um, lesbian dog owners, sharing soaps, yeah. um, hygiene in general. Um, yeah. uh, using your outside shoes indoors. Yeah. Uh, sharing a too much to spend on a single bar of soap. How much you spend on your moisturizer. Yeah. What your least favorite word is. There's so much that you can write to us about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, until next time, see you at Danby's. <laughs> <laughs>